0: Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners and welcome to another episode of mm-hmm. A Little Something to Wine About with your host, Siobhan Camille. And Ty A Michelle where we wine while we wine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, culture, and more, because sometimes you just need to whine a little. Uh, we are in <laughs> second Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, so since let's wine, okay, let's whine. During this Black History Month, if you needed an excuse to celebrate black people, this is the time. Otherwise, you know, I mean, we black all year, so hey. But um, it's second Wednesday, so, sis, let's wine. And today we're going to whine about what it means to be a mother, a real one, an active one. This may hurt some people's feelings. I just want to put that out there right now because we, we got things to say, ladies. We, let's get the glasses ready, sis, because we're going to wine today. Um, and whether this is your first time or you are a regular winer, grab a glass of your favorite red, white Moscato, rosé, sparkling cider, water, if you are not. I mean, you don't have to pop grapes with us. We pop grapes, but you don't have to pop grapes. You can you can pop right. H2O, it's fine. Um, right. So get whatever you need to feel special and lovely and join us on the couch. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you are not, if you are listening to this on audio, please be advised. You may wanna push pause on the audio, jump over to the YouTube, Prop this thing up on whatever mount that you have in your vehicle and watch this. <laughs> and don't forget. Well, if you're in a vehicle, maybe you shouldn't be watching. You it. might even want to pull over. Well, please do that for safety and okay. legality. I mean, <laughs> I, if, if you're not drinking and you're just listening, if you might want to pull outside.
1: Um, trigger, 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 trigger my <laughs> warning. Okay, um, because sis, y'all not gonna like me. It's um, been a long time coming, guys. We've said for a while that we were
0: gonna touch for this. a long time, and I'm gonna be honest. It's not gonna be too much that you can tell me because I have been on all sides of this here coin, um, and I live it day to day so before we get new deep in this here glass Siobhan let us know in honor of Black History Month oh we have decided to uh choose wines that are endorsed or made by Black people African Americans um so sticking to that Siobhan let us know introduce introduce us to the wine of your choice for
1: this grand month of February. So
0: y'all, first of all, I just want to say shout out to all the Black Vintners and winemakers out there. You know, I know Black August, we shouted y'all out last year on Instagram. If you needed that list, y'all go to at a little something, the number two, wine about and you will see it. Um, But right now we Decided, you know, we did January, we did Celerosa. So February, we're just gonna highlight a lot of a lot of the black wines that are out there. We didn't pick one brand. There's so many. We want y'all to know just, just a few, because we only got we only got we only doing like three episodes really this month yeah. outside My of the wine now. Yep. It's short. So we are doing that. So you're gonna get six, six brands, hopefully. Like that's that's what we can do for you. Um, I've gone with longevity is what I'm starting with. It's a 2018 Chardonnay by Longevity. They are based out of California. Um, they were started by Phil Long and his wife, who is now deceased, rest in peace to her. Um, he is the president of the Association of African American Vintners. so hey, sir. Um, and they started this company in 20, um, not 2008, AKA 2008. So, you know, it's been around for a while. Uh, I went with the Chardonnay because y'all know I don't I don't care for the reds so <laughs> here's where we are today uh, good job good good research I ain't do all that I um well no I didn't do research on like this particular wine I did more research on just African-Americans and wine association in general um and and as we know it's a lot of things that we are just now starting to venture into as african americans and taking up on those um, other opportunities so starting a wine company investing in a winery or um or or putting a famous name to a wine brand or any alcohol brand is something that we have really just started to really pick up on. Like you would see it in the past here or there, but now it's becoming more frequent than not. So I have decided to try Sun Goddess. It's a Pinot Grigio, and this is actually Mary J. Blige's wine. Um, I've been reading reviews on it, and apparently, from a lot of the, what are they called? Somalians? Somaliers. Somaliers, I'm, I'm learning. Um, from a lot of the experts, Somaliers, they are saying um, that this is a great Pinot Grigio. Like, so I, I'm i always here for a good Pinot Grigio. So I said, hey, all right, Mary, I'm gonna give you a try. Okay, let's see what you do. Um, so I'm excited about that um and yeah that that's what i chose you know especially because it's less wine you know murray all about sisterhood you know she give us the heartbreak she give us the cheesy uh happy songs you know the you know? in this <laughs> dancer yeah you know what no. i'm saying you know everybody be doing their little Murray dance and with her dance, so we love her though we love her so no more drama was an iconic song. Look, look, iconic. Look, I feel like everybody heard her and felt her, and a part, and she felt a part of everybody else. But she said, "No more, no more no, 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 no." I was like,
1: mm-hmm. "That the song starts man,
0: everything." That song that song starts so serious. Yes. Broken heart again. Another lesson learned better know your friends or else you will get burned let me tell you she was preaching in that song anyway but yes yeah okay so that's who i got you know all right mary we love you Ben. hopefully friend of the pod at some point love you um but fellow winers as you know, I am married of seven years and my family is fully blended. I have one biological son and five lovely, lovely, lovely stepchildren, bonus babies, pieces of my heart. Um, And each of them have mothers. Three of them have the same. The other two have
1: different mothers. It's five of them total. So How do I want to say this? Co-parenting. is a strong phrase. Co-parenting
0: is not an easy task because simply because you're dealing with different personalities um, simply because you may be dealing with, different types of hurt um, and that's from both sides, male and female, because males get hurt too. So, and their prides and egos and all of that can uh, trickle over into just like the mamas can trickle over into the chip, the child and how it affects them. We all know this. So, which is why we say co-parenting is, it's an invention. I am also what they call a baby mama. Um, And my biological son has a stepmother. So when I say I know all sides
1: of this her coin, I know all sides. Um, One thing for sure, two things for certain.
0: At least for me and anyone that most people that I know. No one can replace their mother. Period. That's your whether good, bad, indifferent, no matter what, that's your mom. Some people don't have that same connection as far as their father does, as far as as when they talk about their dads. I do, but some people don't, and I understand that. Um, But nobody can replace your parents. Period. Your, Your connection... And this is me speaking, it's different. Um, And as a mother and a stepmother and a person whose child has a stepmother in their family, I understand that. And I think that's number one in co-parenting and acting and coming into being a blended family, you have to one recognize. Um, So that's why I'm going to say that first, nobody. But it being, understanding that I only have one, no,
1: I don't only have one thing. My biggest thing <laughs> is if you are going to be the mother, be the mother, simple as that. Um, I'll be honest, if you take that any way you want to take it, there's a positive to that, there's a negative to that.
0: Do I understand situations and circumstances? Absolutely. I absolutely do. Um, Do I understand that some moms may go through something where it's best for the children to stay with a grandparent, to stay with their father, to stay with an uncle, to stay with someone else while they get themselves together? I absolutely understand it. I have seen it um um i have lived it um
1: but she just ain't got herself together uh she hasn't um so with that i need you to
0: also understand that if there is another person that has willingly opened their them, themselves up their hearts up their homes up their financial income they have opened their pocketbooks their wallets you need to respect that and not in the aspect of respected because you know you owe them something no respected because there are a lot of people who won't respect it because a lot of times they do it out of love for the child um or or, or or knowing what a child needs. Um, my outside of my oldest and my youngest, well it's outside of the oldest, she lives in another state, as you guys know. Um, so my husband and I are quote unquote the part-time parents because she doesn't live in the state like that was that. Um, our baby boy is in between both homes, um, primarily living with the mom, but my husband and I are there for any and everything. Parentage conferences, sicknesses—like you need us. Sex with We co-parent, and that's the one relationship I will say I freaking love. To me, that relationship and. This is still ongoing. Um, it's showing me what co-parenting can re- should really be. Um, are there disagreements? Absolutely. Do we all disagree? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, do we all agree all the time? No. Do, does one person have to play mediator in some situations? Yes, yes. But, but if everybody, with, not if, with all of us having the main goal of the child, it works out. And as long as when you're co-parenting, and this is why I'm circling back to this, that should be the main goal. What is going to be best for this child, despite my ego, despite my feelings, what is going to be best for this child? What is the right thing to do? And that is the one thing that a mother is always, should always be asking herself or for most of us good ones, we are always asking ourselves, what is the right thing to do? Am I doing this right? And if you're not, look, you pray about it, you you keep on going. Got to tell you what's right, what's wrong. He'll reveal to you what you need to be revealed,
1: but you have to be there. If you're not there and someone else is, take a back seat with a smile and encourage the ones who are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Period. Stop trying to discredit them. Stop trying to be a hurdle
0: or an obstacle in raising the children. Because what you're doing ultimately is debt creating trauma. You know that word y'all like throwing around? Creating trauma for your kids. If you, yes, you ultimately have the claim. That's my baby. That's my child. I birthed that. Right yeah yeah you
1: did the quote-unquote easy part now raise them and if you can't step to the side so that someone else can because
0: that's what a good mother does baby I can't do this that's why I can understand the people who give their child children up for adoption because they know I can't do this. I have more respect for you for doing that. And I know that's painful. It's all outdoors to give up something like that. So I can respect that. And for you to know, I just I couldn't do that. I wasn't there. I didn't know anything. I would rather you be hurt for me not being there. And you have everything that you need in life because that's putting the child first than me struggling and showing you the struggle and you experiencing all this other trauma. And and God knows what other doors have opened because I wasn't brave enough to say, this may be the best thing for you. I, I might not be the best. And that's okay too, but recognize that. And it's no shame in recognize that. And I think that's what a lot of this stems from when you have the mother who is not on her feet, who is taking medication, who is diagnosed with medical issues, who has record
1: of any types of substance abuse. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm gonna be honest with you, this is the nice, I'm trying to
0: contain Yeah, we had a, a prelude to this last night. We had an impromptu, or two nights ago, we had an impromptu conversation about this when we were deciding what to whine about for this six less wine. And this yeah, where um, we came. And I've gotten to the point where I'm not angry anymore. I'm tired. I'm fed up because And I have been talking a lot. Siobhan has said absolutely nothing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I'm tired because what often happens, and it's not just my story. I've heard this. I not only have I heard this. I lived this as a child. I
1: have biologically eight siblings. Four of us have... There's four of us, the last four, the last two had the same
0: mama, and me and my sister got the same mama. Everybody else got a different mama.
1: As close, the last four of us were raised like this, which means both mamas was a rank. both mamas, completely different aspects of the spectrum of the word mom. So I have seen me being the oldest out of those four. I have seen, I remember some of, I remember, not some, most conversations, arguments, lies being told, fights. I remember this. So again, not new to this, I'm true to this.
0: I have what anyone would consider if you know, if we had a week at least to tell you, I had a week at least to tell you the stories of what I seen as a child.
1: And the reason, part of the reason that I am the way that I am is because of my mother. I watched
0: my mother raise me, my sister, and two other children that she didn't birth. Never treated them a
1: pinch of different. But there was no difference. You would have thought they came out of her uterus. The
0: love was the same. The care was the same. The discipline was the same. Whatever we got, they got hands down. So watching my mother, I learned not knowing that I was going to be in a similar situation, <laughs> Um cycles, uh, to show you, you know, how things play out. So I had a I have a great example. I have a great person to come, go to and say, mom, let me tell you what I'm feeling. Mom, let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you this. And because you want to do this in a healthy manner having that good counsel is is especially is holds a uh, 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 special and near and dear to my heart because a lot of people don't have that which is why we have the chaotic situations that we have this which is why we have the mamas who are insecure about another woman being around their children the sis let me tell you this if another woman has decided to be with your baby daddy, your child's father, or X, Y, and Z. Yes, it's your job to protect your children. It's your job to get to know that woman. Not to be angry, not to be bitter, not to cause confusion, not to be the, oh, you, this, uh, uh." none, get over your ego, over your pride, all of that, that's not your job. Your only job is to see what this woman is about and not in a uh, interrogating manner, but to see what this woman is about and let her prove herself in a way of less only time, in a way that only time would tell who this person truly is. Especially if they gonna be around your kids because they do take traits from their environment and if she's going to be there that is a trait that they have a possibility of picking up i know my hip i promise you is going to be just as bougie as i am and i didn't birth it but she is a product partial product of her environment period so my, sis i need i need us to get out of our own way I need us to step to the side. I need us to recognize a good woman and not be ashamed to say, no, that woman is good. Give that woman her props. She's not doing it for props, but give it to her. And the props can simply be respect, period absolute period you ain't saying you gotta kiss nobody I'm not saying you gotta kiss nobody but you gotta praise them up and down first of all we're not gonna idolize them let's be serious however if you know if I send my child over over their father's house let's say me if I send my son to his dad I know for a fact his wife is not going to let anything happen to, to him and that's because even though we not best friends We formed some type of relationship where we can at least communicate. Hey, Malachi did X, Y, and Z. Um, I just wanted to let you know or hey, I noticed this. Do we talk every day? No. When we see each other, we can laugh, we can joke.
1: Keep going. Like it's no hard feelings. One reason, baby, I didn't want to. And that's the other part. If you don't want your baby daddy, why you giving him hell? If your baby daddy broke your heart, I'm sorry.
0: Let me apologize for all the baby daddies out there. <laughs> I'm sorry he broke your heart, okay? But you cannot take that out on the woman that he's choosing to be with. Like, what sex does that make? Like, you you don't want a woman to take
1: nothing out on you that you ain't did. So why would you do that to somebody else? Because Okay, no, because that was about to get real personal. <laughs> I'm gonna let you speak because I'm I'm about to I'm about to
0: I'm about to bust some real personal facts out, and somebody somebody gonna be like, "I'm selling you for defamation," but I'm not lying.
1: <laughs> I only
0: speak the truth about this. Okay, I'm just saying, ladies. Let's get it together. Respect costs nothing, but
1: it can't. Respect costs nothing to give, but it can cost you everything in the end. And I'm going to sip my first piece of wine. Go ahead, Siobhan. Okay, so
0: I guess this is my half. Um, <laughs> I am, I am. All right, let's, let's do this. I didn't I did not come up London. I claim up very, very nuclear. So nuclear that there is just moi, me, one, uno. <laughs> when you do it right the first time, you don't need to do it again. Okay? So whatever. I am the oldest, the youngest, and the middle child, and it's a great, glorious place to be. Um, having said that, my relationship, with my mother is solid. So I know what a mother's supposed to look like. I'm also going to say, there's so much, there's so much while you was talking that I want to say. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to come concise. Number one, being a mother is more than biological. Mm. That's first things first. And
1: I I don't have, I don't
0: have any biological children. I do not, but let me tell you, I've been a mother to many. I have I, I am an awesome godmother. I'm everybody's choice of a godmother. Why? Because I am that chick. If anything happens to the parent, they know that if I'm godmother and they can't come with me, they gonna leave my house smart and strong and able to stand, boy or girl. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And this is something that I've, my friends have known about me since I was so young that my current, my son's, okay. I have a godson. I have a bunch. Let's just—I think I have like seven god kids at this point. God, when I tell you that I am the madrina that everybody runs to, that's what I mean. I have seven, I believe, godchildren. I'm not about to sit here and count them. My oldest, my pooter, as I call him, who is now like about to be a teenager, like as a teenager, like when did this happen? His mother has, and I have been friends since second grade. I am such that person that. In middle school, because she's a year older than me. So I was in seventh grade, she was in eighth grade. And she was like, when I get older, we, I have kids. You gonna be that godmother? That's the family I come, that's who I am. That's who I've been, is because she saw me with her nieces and nephews, even as an own child. And I still, being a mother either is in you or it's not, period. And here's why I say that. Because <laughs> being a mother, and this is why it is, is about sacrifice it's about putting someone else before you. It's about raising someone. It's about instilling values and a moral code and a sense of accountability and responsibility in someone else. You really can't do that if you don't have any of those things, number one. Number two, that's what it is. So to be a mother is more than just to give birth. And if you don't believe me, look at the foster mothers. I'm not talking the trash ones that you see on all the TVs, shows, and sitcoms. I'm talking about the fosters that actually do stuff. Look at the step parents, the stepmothers, mothers. Since, since, let's talk these moms. Look at the adoptive mothers, okay? Look at the godmothers who step in and do more. Then sometimes these mothers or these fathers, depending. All right, being a parent, period. It is about those five characteristics, installing values, morals, um, a sense of accountability, a sense of responsibility, and sacrifice. That's what it is. That's it. You don't have to give birth to be a parent. You don't have to birth a child, push anything out of your sack if you're a guy or your uterus if you're a woman to be a parent. You do not, you don't. I know that on a definition, of legalities that yeah, unless you again, sign papers that declare you a parent, that yes, that biology is the easiest way to be considered a parent, but it's more than that. And yes, as I, I said last year, Michelle said again, birthing a child is the easy part in the grand scheme of life. Cause that is one moment, even if it lasts three days, guess what, but this child's life is 18 years or years, more. Or more but I'm assuming that you raised them in tick. Like I, if you still raising a, a 30 year old, honey, I, I don't know what to say. Um. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet. And the only reason why I say, oh, real quick, I'm let you continue. The only reason why I say, because my mother is still parenting me. It's just a different type of parenting.
1: But so, I, that's why I didn't
0: say parenting. I said raising. Yeah, like the, it is, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's why, raising is a, is, a, is a specific. Yeah. Is where I'm at. Um, yeah. And I say this again to the point of my god of my of my puda, who I've always just called my son, is I was 20, I wanna say when he was born. And quite frankly, I, quite frankly, and I'm not trying to put everybody business in there, I should have been godmother in high school still, because the first call I got for you right be a godmother was when I was 15 years old. And I was like, oh boy, I mean. This gonna be rough, but I'm I'm with you. I signed on in middle school that if you had whenever kid came, and I know who I know who you are. So whenever kid came, high school or after, I had you. Now I don't know what that was gonna do, you know. But it have been I'm a 5th year old godmother, and I got that, and whatever, and it can be done because my goddaughter's on. <laughs> uh, that's how it was with her. She, she had her kid in high school, and her k- kid's godmother was her best friend, so they were both in high school. You make it happen if you're going to sign on to be that. To the point, my God, my Puda was with me every weekend for a year. I take me and a godmother seriously. I still raised this kid. He knew Mimi. Oh, Mimi was in there. Mimi had him, picked him up from school. He slept in my bed because I was living with my mom. I mean, I was like still in just got out of college, I think at that time. Was in my bed, we chilling, disciplined him. This is my son. That's, and to this day, I still, I still look at him that way. I still call him that because I, I took that on. That still was sacrifice. And I remember doing it because I remember my mother saying to me, are you sure you want to take this on when you, you know, cause I moved back home, stuff was happening, but I moved back home and do you sure you want to take this? And you're going to do this every weekend and you're, you're only 22. I think I was 23. You don't have any children. Are you sure? I'm like, first of all, I didn't really want for the streets. Like you can keep the streets. I'm good being at home with my godson, son watching, uh, whatever we were watching Friends. back before Christmas. I got him watching Nightmare Before Christmas. So uh, props to me. And um watching Nightmare before Christmas, getting up the next morning and watching Dora on Univision. This is my son. I'm gonna raise him like if I call you my godson, all I hear is son. God, the God uh, part is a formality. But said tell him, you better tell him. But you, you my tell son. Him. Period. You're my son. When you're with me, that's what it is. Car seat. I bought it. I literally just got rid of the car seat. I bought him. Like last year again, been there in my mom's house in the basement for like twelve years. Car seat, bought it. Clothes, bought it. This, bought it. I mean, I. It's, he's with me on weekends. Why? Because his father ain't crap. And for anybody who's like, oh no, you. I'm not bashing anybody. This is this is a fact statement of a story that I'm just going to say real quick. I got my son. I picked him up. She called me and was like, hey, can you take him to his father's? I said, cool, because his father was 15 minutes from me. I dropped that boy off. Within the course of an hour, I get a call. Hey, he want to go out. He want to go do something. Can you go pick Pooh back up? I will go get my child. That's not a problem. I went and got my child. And his grandmother, the dude's mother, brought me my my child, my two-year-old. And when I got in the car, I called my baby mama, as I call her, and I said, don't ever ask me to bring him over to this house again, cause I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna waste my time. My son was good with me. I don't know who he was trying to impress, what he was trying to do, floss and look at me. I, I'm a, again, cause some dudes do that. I'm a father. I don't have time for that. Mother or father. The mamas do it too. Cause and mamas do it we too. Talk about, we talk about y'all brothers who don't see their kids all week long. Don't help with a homework assignment, a dentist appointment, a hair appointment. Don't help with a brushing of a tooth, taking it to the doctor, a shot, a signed conference. No, nope, nothing. We're talking about y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I'm saying that as the example, because it was the father, but there are mothers that do the exact same thing. You try to floss when, let's say you get a new boyfriend and you told him you have kids and after two weeks, he ain't never seen not a child. And now it's, well, look at all my kids. My kids are with me. No, they're not. The kids are with their father or with their grandmother or with their aunt or with their godmother or with somebody else. Being a mother is more. And I put a lot of the fault on this on, yes, the woman most definitely, but society, because let me tell you what society does. Society tells birth mothers that they don't have to earn the right to be considered a mother and get the love from a child that should be earned, period. I'm going to call that out right now, because you have schools that are like, it's Mother's Day coming, let's make a card for your mother. But what if he hasn't seen his mama in six months? This little girl hasn't seen her mother in two years. And she's been with her father this whole time. And the stuff I'm speaking on while people may be like, oh, that sounds crazy. That's far-fetched. It's not because I have men. I have men in mind while I'm saying this. Specific men in mind when I say this. And we're not necessarily talking about our men. I'm talking about other guys. Yeah, I'm not talking
1: about mine. Okay. I'm
0: just saying that as a general statement so people understand oh, that's their life. No, 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 no. I have friends. Previous guys that I've dated who have gone through what she's saying and it's because the moms were excuse me trash there are a lot of deadbeat mothers who walk out on their kids my two got again i got seven y'all i got seven okay my goddaughter, my oldest goddaughter and her brother who are literally a year apart their mamas ran she birthed my my goddaughter Gave it to the father, who is how I know, because me and the father we were real close. Um, and she took off after like two months. Came back long enough to get pregnant again by him. And I told him he was stupid for doing that. But anyway, um, had another one, because now, again, Nena and DJ are Irish twins, if you will, as they're called, because they're so close. And took off yeah. again. I got two, Jayla and Robbie. And took off again. And I was like, my guy, what what were you thinking? But this is about the mother. And so to the mother, she just walked out. And this is the thing about her. She had so many kids in the system, I think like nine, that both of my godchildren were born with a social worker because of her, because of who their mother was. Her name rang, bells were a ringing. So let's not act like these things do not happen. I know a bunch of dudes, Who are raising their kids because mamas took off. Just ran. Walked out. I don't want to do Mamas are incapable. They don't have a house to stay in. They're staying in shelters. And I don't have an issue with that if you're really trying to do better. But that's my thing. This is about the child. So my first point is what a mother is. It are those five characteristics. And a lot of people aren't doing that, whether you're blended or not, because being a mother has nothing to do with whether step, foster, biological, adopt. It doesn't matter if you are a woman and you are doing any of these five things, you are a mother. I am a mother, though I am not a mother.
1: Y'all know know what I'm saying. I've
0: been one. For a long, for a long time, guys, for a long time, I'm tired, <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. I'm tired <laughs> and I get annoyed that I've been raising kids that aren't mine, but that's a wine for another time, guys, that's a trigger on my end. Um, that's number one. Number two, again, I put a lot of this on society because society tells kids, love your mother no matter what. Biology already going to do that. That's what Michelle was talking about earlier, where there is a connection, generally speaking, that children have with their mothers, because you were literally in your mama for, for nine months. You didn't have that connection per se with your father. You you may have heard his voice, but right. it's a whole different thing when you have taken up residence inside, inside the body the person, of somebody right. else. You I, I will forever have nothing but love and respect for my mother because you carried me, man. Like there's a bond that happens from birth and then with breastfeeding and everything else, it's scientifically proven that these are where bonds are, are born and, and fostered and nurtured and all of that. However, as the child gets older and they remove themselves from your breast as they get older, you still- All I think of is that movie. I, can't, I think it's a Medea movie where he was like, pop yo titty. It wasn't Medea, it was somebody else out his mouth. <laughs> but it, once you get past that point, of this child being dependent on you, you still have to, to me, you have to earn that love. And I don't feel like society really pushes that for mothers. I feel like society in a lot of ways says, oh my God, you're a mom. Let's talk about how great we are as moms. We're moms, we're moms, we're moms. Because you birthed something and you birthed someone. Yes, you birthed someone, but are you a mother? Are you instilling values in them? Are you teaching them morals? Are you teaching them accountability? Are you teaching them responsibility? Are you actually raising them? Are you like it? All that. Where my mom club is cool and cute, but are you actually a mother? Which brings me to my third point. It's not about you. Once you become a mom, all these mom clubs—that's cute. Guess what? It's about the kids, though. If your whole claim to fame is screaming, "I'm a mom," "I'm a mom," around other moms, so that you can be like basically I carried so I carried a child I carried a fetus to full term and gave birth to it I carried a fetus to full term and gave birth to it I did too if y'all aren't raising these kids then it doesn't matter let me tell y'all y'all gonna be somebody gonna hate me for this somebody gonna hate me for this and y'all can if that's your only claim to fame you are not a mother sweetheart you are a breeder period sorry not sorry that's what it is because guess what many an animal, mammal, and everything else can give birth, and even animals raise their children, generally speaking. You have some animals that straight up kill the weak. I mean, like, the animal kingdom is weird. There's a lot of stuff happening here, but... <laughs> It's raw, it's raw, but you're not a mother to me. I don't have respect for you as a mother. And to my per, to my personal, so, so a lot of Michelle was on general, but it was, it was some personal stuff. To my personal, let me say this from my experience right now with these three boys in my house, I do more for these kids than their own mother does. But she always constantly, constantly wants to yell, whine and scream. I'm mama, but I'm mama, but I'm mama. No sweetie, because the number one thing of a mother in addition to the values the morals responsible and accountability that you want sell on this child is sacrifice you don't sacrifice for your kids you do not i have sacrificed for the children as michelle said financially emotionally time everything else you not sacrificing for your children no and you haven't been accountable or responsible in your life. if you're not accountable and responsible in your own life sis you can't instill that in somebody else those two things, you can't call yourself a mother. If you're not sacrificing for your children, you are not a mother. If you are not putting values and morals and teaching them values and morals, you are not a mother. If all you did was carry them to term and give birth to them, you are a breeder, sweetie. And I, and, and I say this more even more to the women who are around their kids, involved in their lives, but you're not giving them anything. You're not giving this child anything. You're just there. And what you're doing is you're there to take love from this child. You're not even giving love. You're, it's not about you. You're still saying, oh, I have my kids. My kids will love me. My kids will love And that's what it is. My kids, my, will love me. My and me are the two big things in that sentence. Means you think it's about you and it's not. What is it that you can put in these children so that they grow up and are better than you? You should not be doing that. That brings me to four. My other issue is, again, to piggyback with related to three, it's not about you. It's not about you. So all of these women out here doing all of this stuff, sis, having all these babies? No. And this is, again, four, four brings me back to two, because again, why I blame society for a lot of these quote unquote mother, these non-mothers, these breed mothers, is who are egotistical and selfish and narcissistic is because society encourages that foolishness by telling them oh girl if you have a baby i get you can get a car if you have a baby you can get an apartment if you have a baby you can get this if you have a baby he'll have to, to work. work and not have to work if you have a baby he'll have to deal with you even if he don't want to talk to you because he don't want to talk to him Kids, you you weaponize children it's a lot of what society does it weaponizes children for that women can take advantage of the fathers and and under the it, false pretenses of we just want to keep the family together and it also instilled that narcissistic it's about you through the kid if you have this kid you can have this and I get let me tell you that I understand let me 100% say sis I get it I didn't do it because I still think it's stupid because you still as a mother I am a true mother so I realized my true maternal instinct says I'm still going to have to put this kid before me. So I can't do that. But I have been a ch- single child free woman my entire life. And let me tell you what, every tax season, I'm like, "Can somebody let me just claim a kid, please, please, please. I got nieces, and nephews. I got, I got a kid. Please, somebody. Please, somebody. I was irate dad going there last year because I spent last year raising three kids to find out that this chick Claimed them on claim two out of three on taxes when they live with their father. And she, again, you're not sacrificing, you're not being an act, you're not being a mother, but you want to be a mother when tax time comes. Now you want to be a mother on paper because of the money. And again, I'm not saying that I don't understand it, but no, because it's still about the kid. That again, you're not a mother, you're not a real mother. I'm gonna call it that you're not a real mother i don't call you a real mother i don't and again society encourages that stuff and i say this as a woman where i'm like well can i get this oh no that's for do you have any kids well no oh then that program isn't for you i'm broke you your program when i saw it said that it was for people who make x x amount or under and are struggling i make x amount and under and i'm struggling well yeah but the asterisk next to it you have to have a child Whoa, so I have to be struggling and then bring a child into my struggle for you to help me out. when I'm not asking for a hand I'm just asking for like just give me a help, give me a helping hand, man. So I get it. but again, I hold I, for that for that part portion piece of it, I hold respons- I hold society responsible because that's what you're teaching girls. That's what you teach women when they look around and they see, Well, this deadbeat mother, because let's be serious. Most of us know deadbeat mothers. This deadbeat mother has a nice apartment in a decent neighborhood, a new car, just went on a cruise. And I'm speaking of somebody that I'm thinking of, just went on a cruise. I mean, don't have any kids. I can't even, I can barely afford to drive down the street to Richmond. This chick is on a cruise in the Bahamas and the Caribbean with two kids that she barely takes care of like clothes barely fit any of this stuff, what's happening? Because that's what you do, because that's what society does, is tell you to have a child so that they can take care of you, tell you to have a child so that you can get what you need to get, so that you can get what you want to get, but it's not about you, and stop doing that because all you're doing is raising damaged, I'm not going to say traumatized, damaged, human beings who become adults that are also damaged human beings and continue this whole thing. So if you have a woman who has her stuff together and is not traumatized nor damaged, who has decided to lend a helping influential hand and be a mother maternal figure to your child so that they are better off in life, miss me with the attitude, miss me with the drama, sis, miss me with the with the whole... I mean... I don't want, again, if you claim you don't want your baby father, then then mean that, sit in that. If you gonna tell me it's all all I care about is my kids, then all you should really care about is your kids. Not taking a cruise, not the section eight, not this, that, and the third. I'm not saying for people who don't need assistance because you really found yourselves on hard times. I understand that. But if you've got four kids
1: on section eight,
0: something ain't right. Do you know what's not right? If you have six children, live in a section eight apartment, three
1: of your children don't stay with you part time. Excuse me, well half of your children don't stay with you. And then another part of the
0: three, excuse me, let me take that back. You have six children,
1: four of them now don't stay with you you're in a Section Eight home, on public assistance, and you won't get up to go get a job. But Again, I said quick. <laughs> but you're quick to criticize the woman
0: who gets up every day, goes to work, brings home her money contributes to the house. Not only contributes to the house, has taught your child how to simply go to the bathroom, how to tie their shoe, how to read, how to write, how to spell their name, Mm -hmm. how to turn on the light, how to cook a piece of anything, how to pour a soda, how to say hello, hi, bye, thank you, no thank you, you're welcome, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Who has also taken the time to sit your child down, to discipline them when they know, when you have taught them, when this woman has taught them right from wrong, left from right, do from don't. Mm-hmm. And you got a nerve to get in your feelings about something and then uh, make acu- harmful accusations to this person's character. Mm-hmm. Baby. I need you to sit down and have several seats because realistically, you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of compared to this woman. Let's let's not do this again. I have seen this. Then you, when you start taking character shots, one thing for sure, two things for certain. Karma is a bitch. Oh, I believe that. And she comes back with a bite. My whole truth will come to light. So before you go out there speaking bitter baby mama or excuse my French
1: or having bitter bitch syndrome but this is why respect I respect the woman and mm-hmm.
0: that's all I'm saying just res- respect and appreciate the good ones out here. There are so many good ones out here that are taking care of children they didn't birth and not taking away from the child's mother that's the thing Stop! don't automatically assume that sister girl is over here taking away from you that's
1: why I say get to know that person like if you have an issue with this woman to that extent,
0: then be the mother. You go to the parent teacher conference. You come do the science fair projects. You come do the homework. You come make sure they're disciplined when, when the argument happens. You don't call the father because the child is over there acting a the fool and you can't control them. However, not only could you call the father, you can also call the the woman, or, or say, do I need to call so-and-so and they straighten up and you get an attitude. Instead of looking, being prideful and e- egotistical about that, look, look into self and say, well, "What is? why is it I don't? Why is it that my presence or me being here doesn't get that amount of respect? Why is it that when my child hears X person's name, they straighten up immediately. But if they hear my name, there's nothing. Baby, that's your fault. Don't blame that other woman for that. Don't try to make it seem like this woman is doing something abusive or any. Don't try to make the life harder for the person who's doing the job that you want or who's doing the job with you. For those who try to hide under the umbrella of co-parenting. When you're not really trying to co-parent, you really just wanna be in the mix so you can stir up some drama. Yeah, though, they they, they there too. Again, I'm so grateful that I have the relationship that I have with my baby boy's mama. We can talk, you know, True co-parenting. Hey, girl, what I call him X Y Z. Girl, why you ain't call me? You know what? You right. Like simple things like that. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes what us women, and I say us women, don't understand, because I'm a woman. Sometimes you may end up having a better relationship with your baby father or your child's father when you deal with the woman. Because the woman, nine times out of 10, can understand another woman's feelings, another woman's thoughts. So while you going at it at him and arguing with him and all of that, why not, if you have the relationship or the maturity, say, you know what? Let me call the woman, and this is only if she's steady and has proven or shown to be the good woman. Now, there are some trash women out here, too, that won't take on that role and responsibility in its full capacity. I do understand that. And I'm not speaking to that if that's the case. If that's the case, do what you got to do as a mama. However, if that's not the case and this woman is a true and honest good woman, sometimes go around the daddy. I love
1: if you know this is not your child's father's strong suit, don't talk to him about it. One it's going
0: to end up in an argument. You're going to end up more irritated than anything. Nothing's going to be resolved. And then and ultimately, you're going to put more pressure on you to do whatever it was that you feel that he was lacking or he didn't do. However, there's another person there who's a helping hand to you or who can be a helping hand to you when he's not. Reach out to that person. Use your tools and your toolbox, period. Stop looking at us. Women, we have to stop looking at each other as competition, as the enemy on the inside. That's not the case.
1: It's not in most cases. It's not. And that's what I, we got to do better. As women, we have to do better
0: with, Co parenting, we have to do better with accepting the other parent has moved on. We have to do better with simple communication, whether it be from baby mama to baby daddy, or parent to parent, or step parent, or godparent to god. We have to do better with communicating. We have to do better with handling those situations because ultimately the children are watching, the children are hearing, and the children are going to do what they see you do. If we want to end, this cycle, this stupid generational curse, it takes someone to be mature enough to go, I'm not going to do that. Yes, it and and it's going to take a strong person. It's not, I'm not saying that person isn't going to get hurt. I'm not saying that there's there'sn't going to be a point where sometimes you know, you know what?
1: You want to say, F it, I'm done. I'm going, I'm going to match your energy. Trust me. I know, but then that's when that wise councilwoman come in and go,
0: "Hey," which is why it's important to have your village to be of wisdom and not just feed into your feelings.
1: And when I and when I say your village, I mean your 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 uh, your, your girl tribe, your girl tribe to be able to tell you, "Wait a
0: minute, hold on," but is that then the best interest of the child? And don't use the best interest of the child as a a, um, psychological weapon. Like, you know, oh, I'm just trying to do what's right for my kid. Are you? If you're honest with yourself, are you really doing this for your kid? Or
1: are you doing this because you're upset and you're trying to prove a point? That,
0: pie, that humble pie, it ain't the best tasted all the time. I'm gonna just say this. <clears throat> yes, all of that, great. Me, I am not, my whole thing from for this conversation, as far as what it means to be a mother, isn't even about the stepmother and, and this and the blended family and all of that. And Michelle, can speak to that, That's that's great. I'm in and out of it, so yes and no. My thing about it is, I don't care if you're in a nuclear family, I don't care if you're a single mother, I don't care if you have a baby daddy or you have a husband, I don't care if you went to a clinic and did in vitro for yourself, if you went to a sperm bank, I don't care. My thing is, if you're going to call yourself a mother, then be that, sincerely. Um, I think a lot of this stuff that we have with all this baby mom, baby daddy, women in competition and all that will go out the window if people really started marrying before they had kids. But I'm of a different, I'm of a different place in generation mentally anyway, because again, I grew up nuclear. So to me, I don't understand why we can't just do that. I understand the people who have one child outside because life does happen. But these multiples, I'm sorry, not sorry. I'm never going, I'm, I'm not going to be able to empathize. I can understand but I'm not gonna be able to empathize sympathize with that t- but too much I- I'm not I'm not because you setting up the kids you setting up the kids in my opinion in my opinion again if the one the one kid and there was a time in the 90s and in the early 2000s where people had one kid Do I have a kid because it was like I, I messed up and I learned I messed up and I learned the man yeah I got like three kids and three baby mom what 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 ha- like your story better be locked stock and barrel type clad makes sense to me and let me tell you and I speak this for anybody who's like I mean well the, the boyfriend got five and five eight kids with three eight mamas and his story and the reasons behind it I could I could stand behind and understand and justify because please believe me that if I could not even if the smallest thing made no sense to me and I was like that's stupid I'd have been off the I, we wouldn't be here period because I don't I don't I don't as somebody who grew up nuclear, who wanted a nuclear, I'm not the reason, let me be frank as well. For anybody that's like, well, you're not a mom, the reason I'm not a mother is by choice, people. I chose not to be a mother. I choose not to be a mother because I choose not to start the generational curse of a broken home. Cause I didn't come from it. Neither one of my parents came from it. My parents are divorced now, but they didn't, they weren't divorce till I didn't divorce till I turned 20, 21. Okay. So I'm not gonna bring a child up broken home. I'm not. I didn't do it. My grandparents didn't live that life. Their parents didn't live that life. I come from a long line of nuclear families and what I'm not going to do. Even for the family where my grandmother, who's a little interesting, because she had, her father had a whole family first, divorced, and then met my great-great, my great-grandmother to have my grandmother, okay? Like, but he, I mean, it was nuclear. They were married first. Now he had a whole nuclear family first and this was family number two. I, 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 hey, what? People do, people did stuff back in them days, okay? But that's my thing. They got married and then had kids. That's my point. Marry first so you know the person you're about to have this child with because that is a lifetime commitment. It's not, it doesn't end when this kid hits 18. And I know so many guys out here, more than women, talk about, I mean, once kid hits 18, it doesn't matter, honey, because guess what? When your kid gets married at 27, guess who's going to be there? When your kid has a kid at 32, 37, 36, 84, guess who's going to be there? When your kid has major surgery on anything over the course of life, serious asthma attack, heart attack, pick a health issue, guess who's going to be there? The other parent. No, let's no. hope. If you are a real mother, you're going to be it, there. Okay. I'm a, if if you are a real, subject, father, a real mothers, you're going to be there. If you're a real father, you're not going to say, okay, well, call me and keep me updated. If you're a real parent, no matter what happens in the life of your child, you will be there. And what it means to be a mother, and I'm going to say this, and maybe, maybe it'll hold for somebody. What it means to be a mother is you must be sacrificial. You must be a, be accountable and hold your children accountable be responsible and hold your children responsible teach them morals and teach them values which means you need to have your own set of val- values and morals i don't even necessarily have to agree with them but like teach you kids. have something. something you gotta have something that's that's where i leave it that's what it
1: means to be a mother well ladies and gentlemen Cheers to that. So, Siobhan. (laughs) So,
0: this wine though, this longevity? Okay. So, this Um, Chardonnay. (laughs) Now that our glasses are empty, uh, let us know.
1: What is your review on your wine?
0: I actually did like this as a Chardonnay. Um, It has a nice, slightly nutty or oaky smell to it that I really enjoy. yeah, I don't have any. I, I I actually did like it. It's nice. It's crisp. It's clean. It's good. It, it makes some sense. I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all can hear Roman growling because he's in the cage and he just won't shut up right now because he's been loud and barky and now the kids came home. So he heard the door and he wants to run out the cage. Just it's just it's stuff. He wants okay? to be a dog. He wants to be a dog and he's getting on my nerves. So if you hear him, I apologize. It's a dog baby. It's a fur baby. You can't really control fur babies like you can control real babies. They're just just extra. So this longevity Chardonnay. I actually did. I did enjoy it. It was it was good. Nice crisp plain. I don't know. If it's like my favorite Chardonnay, I would have to have more. I don't really do Chardonnay. I'm more of a Pinot. I was literally no. going to say that. I was like, the fact that you just, I was thinking to myself, the fact that you enjoyed a Chardonnay is something that I never would have thought I would have ever heard because it's a not Chardonnay, a true dry, dry. That's why. Okay. I was about to say, because a it's Chardonnay me drink. <laughs> it's a, it is. It's a, it's, well, I, but I wasn't going to do a Merlot. So um we are here in chardonnay lab it's all gonna be dry but it was gonna be dry white okay um yeah it's got it's a semi-sweet to me like at the start and then you you get the dry at the end and it's like oh yeah okay, you got brain it it's like mm, bring it down right every time so it's not it wasn't it wasn't sure. bad it was clean my glass it's my glasses empty you know um yeah, I would, I would give this a three because I can't, I, I'm, I'm jumping between a three and a 3.5 in my mind, but we can't do 3.25. So I'm gonna have to bring it down to a three just because Chardonnay is not really my thing. But if I were out and wanted a Chardonnay and the people actually happen to have longevity in their collection, I would get this. It's, it's, I like, I like this. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, for my sun goddess Pinot Grigio, I didn't like it. I think you would like this. It's like they say, a true
1: Pinot Grigio. Um, It's earthy. Um,
0: I love the color. Like the color of this is gorgeous. Like this is, it's pretty. It's classic. It is dry. Um, Let's see, what do we say on the bed? We want to try Sun Goddess because it was recommended by the where we normally go. Uh, me and my boyfriend, are normal. They don't say so much that. Recommended that, but, you know, they but didn't yeah, have it. This, this is really good. Um, in actuality, how I found this, I went in looking for another wine and I was like, oh, my goodness. The one thing about black wine or bl- wines made by black people is they're extremely hard to find in this area. So, they are. extremely hard. Um, so, well, it just so happened, I literally had made a U-turn to turn around to actually leave. And I just saw how something said, look down. And I looked down and it caught my eye. And I was like, oh, yes, I could get it. Um, instead of the other brand that I wanted to get, which I'm going to go get this weekend to be prepared for next week. But
1: I, I did, I enjoyed this. I, I, for a Pinot Grigio, I would definitely give this a three. Um, I feel like it might have been a little bit better, a little bit more
0: better. That is not how you say that. A little bit better. Had hey, it had more time to chill. Um, I, again, it wasn't that long. I had some other things going on. Um, you know, rushing home, make sure, trying to get here on time. Um, and then life happens as normal. So they really have a lot of time in the fridge. Um, For whites, they normally say if you have a white, if you want to, if you're going to drink a white wine 30 minutes before whatever the event is, have it in the fridge. That way you take it out at the last minute for your reds. You can have it in the fridge up until about 30 minutes to an hour um, before you're going to serve it. If it needs to decant, that'll be the time to decant. Just another fun fact, just in case you guys, I just thought about it um wanted to know, when do I decant, when do I not? So reds, take them out about an hour before, let them decant. Whites, you don't have to let them decant. They can do that in the glass. So um, you take them out, cold serve or about, yeah, or put them in the refrigerator 30 minutes before uh, you, you get ready to serve. Um, and that's minimum. <laughs> not like it's exactly 30 minutes no it's minimum 30 minutes to get a good chill on them Um, but yes I really did like it I love like I really I I like this the sleekness of this I really do the taste it to me this just says classy so I enjoyed it I'm going to give it a three Um, and that's what I got from that one Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you have enjoyed your time with us as we spoke about motherhood, being a mother and what it means um, and shared very few of our personal experiences and what it means to us um, to be a mother. Um, don't forget to like and descri- describe, describe. <laughs> like and subscribe, share uh, uh, share the podcast with a friend, start a conversation. If you really adamant about something or you you completely agree or disagree, comment below. We love to hear from you. Uh, sis, let's let's whine, we can whine together, talk to us. We wanna hear from the mamas, you know, they trying to reduce us to birthing people, um, which is insulting to us real mothers. But you know, we could talk about that too. Comment below or go to our Instagram channel, we're up for conversation there. And that said, a little something the number two wine about. Don't forget to catch us each and every Wednesday for another wonderful, wonderful episode. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Hello.